0: Welcome back to the Practically Spiritual Podcast. This is Jessica Palmer of Jessica Palmer Official. I'm a breakthrough coach and personal development specialist. I'm all about helping people ditch existing mode, survival mode, and activate what I call thrive mode. So I have created this podcast in accordance with my mission, which is to create collective change through conversation and remarkable transformational experiences. So grab a coffee, grab a wine, whatever, whatever you like at all. And I hope you enjoy this transmission. Well, I am here at Expansion Mansion (laughs) (laughs) with the beautiful Victoria Redbard. So welcome to the Practically Spiritual podcast. Thank you. Very exciting to have you on. I'm here with my little co-host as well, baby Nessie. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about some very, very interesting, juicy topics, aren't we, Baba?
1: <laughs>
0: yes. So before we get started and kind of deep into conversation, can you just share a little bit about, um, you know, your journey and how you found yourself in this work?
1: Mm, yeah. So, um... I work in the realms of sexuality, so I found myself um a few years ago, I was kind of going along the yoga path and the sort of love and light path and I was and it was a really interesting time for me because as I was doing all this yoga and Ayurveda and really like you know, preaching the love and light, I was actually like binge drinking on the weekends (laughs) Mm. and, you know, partying a lot. And, you know, at the time I was like eating meat and like doing all these different things. And it's so interesting because there's some, like I was in a really bad relationship at the time as well. Mm. as And I was doing that. It was quite abusive and quite difficult. And as soon as I kind of made the pact to kind of get out of that relationship, all of a sudden things changed. So I went more into Tantra and sacred sexuality, which people would consider more of the the darker realms, you know. Yeah,
0: (laughs) like you really, like you went there.
1: Yeah, so Um, into the more of the sexuality pieces. And all of a sudden, all the rest of my life just started to clear up around me. You know, like I was out of that relationship that was abusive and difficult. I was like no longer drinking or partying and only those things in that kind of toxic way that I was. And all of a sudden, things just started to straighten out for me. And I, was, I got onto this path of, like, being more me than I've ever been in my life, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was a series of events of, like, leaving that relationship and also, like, traveling around South America with Danny, my partner. We, you know, did ayahuasca. And I just got all these visions and saw about what I was supposed to be doing in, in this world. So the purpose kind of all hit in one, in, you know, in one hit sort of thing. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> wow! It sounds like it's been really inspiring. Like em- empowering seems to be the word.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. yeah. So, how can people get empowered through sexuality?
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, I mean, even just looking at sexuality, when you are like, with the amount of taboo that we have in our society, it's like just as soon as you open up that door to say actually I'm going to like start looking at what's actually happening for myself and what I want for my sexuality like that is an empowering place to be in you mm. know because it's like it's such a taboo subject and it's so like yes. frowned upon and you know there's so much judgments and ideas about what it is and how it's right and wrong mm-hmm. and and you know what you can do about it so I think really once you start to make that decision that you want to be with your body and how it's suited to your body rather than rather than actually um like feeling into um, like how it's, you know, how everybody else wants you to be with your body. yeah. You know, that makes a massive yep, the difference. The expectations. Um, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my nana was actually, um like, basically brought up in, like, a convent. Yeah. Mm. So her goal was to be a nun in yeah. life because that's what she thought. And then anyways, my um, papa, who came over from <gasps> England, mm-hmm. jumped off, got off into New Zealand and then, you know, Next thing they have seven children, (laughs) which I kind of love that story. Mm. But um, I guess the thing is growing up, it was a very like, oh, like don't be sexy Mm. or Mm. don't don't talk about anything sexual. It was really like the fear of God was Mm. put in you and there was so much shame that's like these Mm. layers and layers of shame. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So how do we begin to kind of unravel those layers of shame and start to really, you know, get a deeper connection
1: with ourselves through touch? Mm. Totally. So, I mean, I think the first one is, is to actually look at why there is shame around it. You know, mm. when it's, and if, if you've ever heard that quote, it's like, if you want to find your power, look at the places people tell you not to look at, like you're bleeding your period you know like like sex and like money and all these places it's just like that oh the more taboo there is around something the more power there is in something yeah. so by actually going okay there's just shame because we you know we like we've been sort of taught that it can be really destructive to actually be powerful in any of those areas and so once we start to have that awareness then we can start to like come back into our own journey so it's like it's like seeing all the conditioning that you've had and all the thoughts that you have around sexuality in particular and and like giving them back to the people that have given them to you you know it's like okay so this yes, is maybe from the government or this that. is maybe from my parents and this is maybe it's just from kind of the releasing school. that yeah yeah and then once you've kind of like you can sort of see that i think like what we were just sharing is like there's a big piece around awareness right mm. we all have the awareness that it's like there's something not quite right around sexuality and we all want to kind of reclaim that within ourselves. We want to bring that back into our own body so that we can feel good about our sexuality. Like the shame that we're feeling is not ours. That's how I experience it. Mm. And it's just like, how can we come back to our own bodies yeah. and create that inside of ourselves? So by the first step is the awareness and understanding what the conditioning is and then going, okay, so how do I want to relate to my sexuality? And that's kind of what my teaching's about. So it's like how a lot of people say to me, you know, self-pleasure, it seems like it's very sexualized. But what I'm actually saying is like, there's a massive difference between self-pleasure and masturbation. Mm. So masturbation is like, I'm coming to this body right here to be goal oriented and have an orgasm or have pleasure, um, have some sort of stress relief. Whereas when we're self-pleasuring, we're kind of like, okay, I'm going to come with my body to be with my body right now. And I'm just going to create space for my body to have an unfolding. Whatever that looks like. So it's like being with your body in the most rawest form of itself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And when we do that, we actually can relate to it and go, okay, well, actually, maybe I am a sexual being. Or in this moment, I don't feel like a sexual being. And all of that's perfect, you know? Yeah. And whatever comes and arises inside of our body is like, we're totally fine with that. And this is where we sort of access this point of like um, transformation around sexuality and the world, and also with inside of ourselves. Because mm. we start to relate to our body as, you know, uh, an ever evolving uh, organism basically that's just changing all the time. And we're not going, oh, you know, when someone says to you, like, if you haven't had sex, if you've got a partner, and you never have sex, and like, oh, you're just not a sexual being. You know people mm. will get written off on all these ideas or I've never had an orgasm, so I can't orgasm you know like it's just these these definitive statements that we create for ourselves mm. from because we've never had an orgasm with one partner, maybe it was our first partner, who knows you know yeah, like all these getting things. to
0: the root of it all, yeah, it just
1: yeah. gets locked into people and it's just like well, well, when we start to relate to the body and we don't put any pressure on it to do anything at all, not to even experience pleasure or arousal or desire, you know, we kind of get to this stage where we can feel. Exactly what our bodies wanted to tell us because there's actually so much more wisdom than what's going on in our minds. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. is.
0: We do need mm. to um, and that's what I've noticed through my, you know, my own transformation mm. is by doing physical things. Mm. You know, whether it is, you know, being intimate or what even just physical act just physical activity mm-hmm. itself, getting really in touch and in tune with my body. Mm it just takes you to a different place Mm. of yourself. And you're like, wow, Mm. you know, it's hard, it's hard to explain. Once, once you do it, Mm. you know, first of all, you're also doing a beautiful challenge, which everyone (laughs) needs to, needs to be doing. Mm. But what is, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around what Tantra is, um, how it can, you know, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I really want to help kind of, help people to understand how, you know, the, this podcast is a great place for people that have so many different um, opinions, mm-hmm. ideas, um, medicines to share with, with everyone. I want everyone to try every, everything. That's kind of my <laughs> my thing is like, just try everything, like mm-hmm. explore everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what are the common misconceptions about
1: Tantra? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think that there's, You know, a lot of people think that Tantra is just a path of sexuality. And I think to start with, Tantra is so much more than that. And I think the way that, I think everybody has a different relationship to how they relate to Tantra. So it's kind of common that it's, you know, it's different across the board of what people think about it. Mm. So I can only share what I, you know, how Tantra feels in my body and how I receive it. And for me, it's been this process of um, being able to, like, open my body to feel. Any amount of pain and pleasure that's in there, and mm. just allow myself to not attach to it. So I like my, so I guess the spiritual path of tantra for me is living with this open vessel. So that just, so everything's just moving through. Because wow. what I see a lot of the time is like when we experience pleasure, we often try to attach to it. So it's like if you fall in love with somebody, then you like want to put it in a box, want to confine it, we want to attach mm. to this idea that this is how it's always going to be. And you know, actually, pleasure just wants to move through us. And so all these like, so the love that's happening just wants to move through us. And it's the same with pain. You know, we spend all, most of our lives like trying to shut pain away, not have any anger, not have any, yeah, yeah, not have any kind of sadness or not having any, you know, fear or anything like that. So any of these more denser emotions. And I think once we can actually just open our bodies to feel the fear and allow it to move through us, to feel the anger and allow it to move through us. And to feel the, um, you know, the sadness and the grief and allow that to move through us, mm. as well as the joy. You know? So we're not mm. holding on to the joy and we're not trying to push away any of the denser emotions either. So if we can open our bodies and allow those things to ripple through us, then we can create that. And how that creates through tantra is actually we're building our nervous system by allowing ourselves to move into these tantric practices. Mm. So the more we start to be with our body the stronger our nervous system gets to be able to allow these things to move through because the awareness wow. is not just happening in the mind at that stage, it's, it's happening amazing. in the body. Mm. You know, so if, if you can have, you know, if someone's, if you I said it to my client yesterday, she said that she'd had a fight with her mom in the supermarket. And I said, you know, if you're in the, in the supermarket and your mom's upsetting you, and you can feel that upset in your body and have awareness around it rather than just reacting to it straight away. Yeah. Like that to me is Tantra. Like yeah. it's, the yeah. irony is, just, you know what I mean? Like it's, wow. it ripples out to every area of your life. So it's just like having that awareness of what's happening in your body. And then like when we start to um, bring that energy into how we experience our pleasure, like it completely changed the ball game. This Mm. is when we start to have the full body orgasms and all the other things that you see when you hear about Tantra, you know? So they're all interlinked. It's just understanding all the different layers of it and how they ripple out to every area of our lives.
0: Wow, that is Mm. so, so powerful. You know, what's been the biggest breakthrough
1: for Mm. you? Definitely embodiment, like being able to get out of my head and into my body. Mm. Like I knew that concept and I understood what that meant. Well, I thought I understood what that meant for so long, but now to be living it, yeah. like it 's really transformative, and like how that 's changed my life and my relationships hey. with my with my partner and all the people in my world has been has been a huge transformation you know it 's like I was so stuck in patterns of like this is just what I thought was the case, like this is just who I am, and this is how I' be in the world and I realize now that actually anything that I want to be, I can be yes. you know and, wow. so, and it's this pro, the you know big part of Tantra is working with the masculine and feminine energies. And it's like once I started to realize where I was outsourcing certain parts of my masculine, because I'd grown up in a woman's body, I could actually cultivate some of these masculine traits inside of myself, which makes me more of a whole being, which makes me really easy to relate to. So it's just brought me more and more connection from people in my life, and also felt me have me more connected to myself. Oh,
0: that's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And, you know, most people that will be listening to this podcast probably already have an understanding of Mm. um, masculine and feminine Mm. energy. But just in case there's people in here that are like, whoa,
1: I have no idea what's going on here,
0: would you be able to just um, explain a little bit about what each one is?
1: Yeah, for sure. So in Tantra they call it masculine and feminine, but in Taoism and other um, Eastern traditions they'll call it the yin and the yang. And it's very much like the polarities of life. Mm. So it's about, you know, there's the, or, you know, some people might call it like the, the shiva and the shakti. And one way I describe it is like the the shiva, the masculine, or the yang energy is like this stillness, it's presence. Um, it's like this penetrative energy. It's, it's pushing forward. And then the feminine, the yin, or the... Um, what was the other one I was saying? Yang, <laughs> the, yang the, yes. the yin, the feminine, and like working with the moon energy, sort of that energy, is very much like the um, the receptive energy. So it's like magnetism towards you. It's also like the yeah. it's the dance energy. So if we've got the presence and the stillness of the masculine, the feminine is very much the moving and the and creating, and it's the chaos, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like the, that how they can hold each other, and so you know, in other ways, we might say like the feminine is more of the creative energy. And then the masculine is more of the delivering energy, you know, so...
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah, and one of the things I want to share about masculine and feminine because it can sound quite dogmatic, it's not, I'm not yeah. saying that women are like this and men are like this because I'm saying that inside of myself as a woman I have masculine and feminine energies and inside of a man it's the same. And it's about how we cultivate them. And often because of our you know, the gender stereotypes we see in the world, parts of my feminine might be more matured because mm. of what, how I've been expected to be in the world than my masculine yes
0: yeah
1: yeah mm. wow
0: I'm just loving speaking <laughs> with you <laughs> and I love the way that you communicate things like mm. you honestly I feel like you need to like be in a universe like do you you should be a professor or something <laughs> like of, of all of this mm. stuff so um you know what what is your mission you know, what? what is your hope for humanity with the work mm. that you're bringing to the world?
1: That's a big question. Thank you for asking that. Mm. I mean, what I always say my big mission is is just cultural change around sexuality, mm. you know, and that stems through all the layers and all the levels. So that's like, you know, that we're seeing less, um, you know, rape and molestation and all those pieces that are, that are leaving because we're actually, because all those things are happening as an onset of like how we're showing up in the world, you know. People that aren't doing that, you know, if we're not creating cultural change in our bodies, then we're almost like adding to that in a way because that is just shame in in its lowest form. Yeah. And so if we're like if we're not working towards create moving through shame, then you know nothing's changing basically. Mm-hmm. So that's one layer of it, and then like cultural change and like I'd like to see people have um sexual health plans. You know we have mental health plans now, and I'd like wow. to see people having sexual health plans wow you imagine <laughs> wow so yeah. what would that look like well it looks like actually having it recognized because me, like we've just got through the stigma of mental health right so we're meant to, we used to say that women had hysteria and the people were crazy and that we'd lock them up in mental institutes or we'd burn them at the stake or whatever yeah. the things are whenever they you know were showing signs of being a little bit different from society and <laughs> and what i'm saying is like what if people, you know, we see like this energy I'm talking about with this sort of more stronger like penetrative um, predator energies that we see in the world. Right. And this, this is something that is happening because it's not being addressed. So if, if people who were feeling this energy of feeling predatorial could actually speak to it, talk to someone about it, had anywhere to go. Then they and had the possibility okay, of having a I'm plan. Then they could actually yes. step through it, and that's just the that's a very extreme end of the scale. Of I'm also talking about for you know women who are feeling like that, you know people cheating on their partners, um, people like feeling sexually repressed because all that, everything that happens in like it's our strongest life force energy. Yes. So what is ever happening with our strongest life force energy is impacting every other area of our life you know it's affecting the workforce it's affecting your family life so mm. you know sex has the ability to be just as bad as a gambling addiction or a you know a drug addiction or any of those things but it's not addressed in the same way we have no place for people to go to wow. to work with these things so you know wow cultural change in a lot of big ways and you know it's happening and it's the less scared we are of these energies within inside of ourselves the less scared we're going to see the well-being in them wow mm. so What role can, what can
0: we start doing now to, you know, let go of the shame, to start having a stronger connection with ourselves?
1: Yeah. So the self-pleasure modality that I've created is all about how do we be with our own bodies. And the purpose of that is that the more we can understand and be with our own bodies, the more compassion we can have for other people. Wow. So the it's more, beautiful. Yeah, so we become actually aware on an, on an embodied level. So, embodiment is a big part of what this is all about. Because the more embodied I am, the more I can actually not show up in fear of other people's emotional states. Mm. So, then I don't have fear of the predatorial states that I'm discussing. I'm also not having fear of, like, you know, somebody being angry at me or whatever those things are. And if, once I've, if it creates a really powerful space to be in when somebody knows that they can tell you when they're angry with you. Or when they feel fear of you or when they feel wow any of these which things. is amazing in a relationship exactly. because people hold
0: things in mm. because they're oh, I'm afraid what they're gonna say if mm-hmm. i say i want this or i'm feeling this way
1: yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly that so yeah like it's it's really just creating all the different like avenues for people to have more awareness of their of their selves and their own bodies and also then have have stronger relationships and stronger connections to everybody else around them
0: i honestly feel like there's just there's so much there like there's so much there it's like you could you could have just a whole i can just imagine a school like a school run maybe by you that's basically where we're heading. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So there's some really exciting things that are coming up for you. Would you be able to maybe just share, um, you know, how people can get in contact with mm. you and start to, you know, go on this journey with you and obviously with
1: themselves? Yeah, for sure. So I have my five-day challenge, which is started on um, Monday. And that's just a two week program um, journey, so I don't know when this podcast is launching, but yeah it will be that was just like a, a five day small challenge, which is completely free and then from there I have my thirty day self pleasure challenge, which is um, for women to have like thirty days to really drop into their body and get to know themselves and then from there, I have mentorships and apprenticeships, which is leading to my um, practitioner training because I've just launched the self pleasure institute so wow. it's all about like how do you become a coach of these this modality in the way that i've created it so that it can ripple out and so we can have these health plans basically to help people move through that's so exciting that's Mm. so
0: exciting and i think you know i i also study linguistics so i'm very like Mm. you know language is a huge thing Mm. and i think that Sometimes we are so passionate about things that we want to bring to the world, but the way in which we communicate it, like we have a responsibility mm. to communicate it in a language that people mm. are going to actually mm. be able to receive. Totally. So for you, um oh, hi, Mama. So is it like, is the practitioner training, is that kind of what you'll be doing, like helping people to keep spreading this message out in ripples into the world? Mm.
1: Yeah. And like on a more one-to-one basis, it's just to help people to feel liberated with their sexuality, you know, and that, that looks like, you know, there's different levels to that. And I call that transformation through touch. So it's like the first level is clearing through the past. So we're dealing with anything that's been violation from the past or anything that's come up for you in that way. And then connecting to the second part, which is creating presence. So being present with ourselves, being present with what's really here. Because a lot of the time we're living in a state of fear from past yes. violations or past experiences in relationships. And then the third one is like creating the future. So we're actually learning how to use our life force energy to create the, um, the reality that we want to live in. So it's all about like the sex magic and things like that, basically, which is but on a very like more of a sciencey level, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, it all sounds very, very powerful. Mm. And it's been so lovely to speak with you. Mm. Um, but before we finish this interview, there are four questions. This is the final fours yeah. segment. <laughs> yes. So this is like, and I'm so excited because this is the first time I've been able to do it in person. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. So, um, ooh, <laughs> so question number one is, what is your definition of spirituality? Mm.
1: First thing that jumps into my mind is embodiment, you know? Yeah. So it's like, for me, there's like, a, yeah, it's like awareness and embodiment. That's my, That would be my um, definition of spirituality. It's like, a, and because that means connection for me. Mm. So in that like connection I'm talking about is like connection to source. So the all, the universe, God, whatever else you want to call that thing. And, <laughs> and then there's a the connection to ourselves and the connection to everything else in our lives so connection to nature, connection to partners connection to family so I think it really stems back to embodiment, awareness and connection
0: beautiful so the next question is um, what do you think happens when we die?
1: Ooh, this is really taking a left turn okay um, so I believe that the soul leaves um, the soul remains and so all the work that we do <laughs> I believe that all the work that we do um, in this lifetime is carried in our soul. So when, whenever we work out for ourselves in this lifetime, it carries on, basically, mm. and the soul continues. And if we do work in this lifetime and we actually like strengthen the, and our connection to our soul and that connection from the soul to the source, then mm. when the soul leaves the body, it actually has time to just spend in, in the universe, basically. Whereas if we were, you know, if we don't have much awareness and then when the soul leaves the body, then it just wants to jump straight into another body, like straight away, like into another conception. So it's like, it's coming, it wants to get back into the world so quickly because it's in so much pain. It's like, imagine like, it's like being in meditation, you know, when you're separate from your, Mm. um, yeah, when you don't have anything to relate to other than your soul, it can be really uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. If you could ask any question to source, how's it being? The higher being, what would it be? Any question?
1: Yeah, I'm like, how can I be of service? That feels like the, the um, most obvious question. I think
0: that's probably my favourite answer <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: that I've heard. So yeah. that's beautiful. Mm. I love that. <laughs> and then these last ones are really just finishing finishing the sentence. So these are kind of your mm. legacy questions. You know, you've gone off into... The atmosphere whatever whatever's happened you're no longer here but you're up there somewhere and people are talking about you so finish these sentences victoria made me feel free, free. Beautiful. Oh. victoria was always authentic victoria taught me
1: how to be in my truth wow
0: (sighs) see they're good questions right (laughs) yeah amazing all right well how can everyone get in contact with you
1: yeah so you can find me on facebook with victoria redbard and my website is (laughs) victoriaredbard.com. sorry that was co-host baby (laughs) nessie (laughs) oh
0: yeah. gosh all right well it's been so lovely speaking with you mm-hmm. and um yeah i can't wait for this all to go live yeah. it's gonna be amazing it's been great thank you thank you for listening to another episode of the practically spiritual podcast i cannot wait to bring the next guest on if you have any guest requests or recommendations feel free to send me a dm on instagram on the handle at jessicapalmerofficial Official. Or send me through an email at jessicaparmaofficial at gmail.com. Perhaps you have an inspirational story or an important message or gift that you know that you need to share with the world. I would love to hear from you. If this podcast, this transmission has impacted your life in any way at all, I would love to know. So feel free to connect, send me an email, DM me, tag, share, all the good stuff. I can't wait to hear from you. Keep striving, keep thriving.